This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, January 12th. Brought to you by Robble AgriFinance. Good morning, I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. Newsom pressured to pump. VAs get their day at Waterboard, pushing ahead on Enviro Justice and Farmer C. Ally and WNM Chair. Lawmakers push Newsom on Delta pumps. With dry conditions returning at the end of the month, Governor Newsom is facing pressure to ramp up Delta pumping to capture more of the flood flows headed to the ocean. Maud Dems, State Senators Melissa Hurtado and Jasmine Baines, whose districts outlined Bakersfield Tuesday, called for Newsom to relax the unnecessary pumping restrictions. They pointed out that water has been flooding into the Delta at 92,000 cubic feet per second, while exports to water contractors are running at about 5,000 cubic feet per second. They look, they took offense at a comment last week from Department of Water Resources Director Carla Nemeth on dialing back the pumps to protect fish. GOP on Wednesday, California Republican congressional delegation followed suit, pointing out that rainfall has been 600% of average in some places. Government regulation should not and must not deny our constituents critical water from these storms, they wrote in a letter to Newsom and President Biden. They also call for expediting approval of new water storage projects. Now, the response... The water projects are, quote, maximizing our pumping as allowed to the extent of our state and federal permits, according to Molly White. She manages the state water project operations at DWR. During a media briefing yesterday, White said project managers will increase pumping throughout the week as flow rises. The science, well, the first flush for Delta flows gives the fish two weeks of reduced pumping at the onset of the first major winter storms. Water Board tees up debate over voluntary agreements. Next week, the State Water Board will set a timeline on approving an update to its Bay Delta plan and discuss the proposed voluntary agreements shepherded by the Newsom administration. The workshop on January 19th will delve into scientific merits of the VAs. The big question is whether they will provide the same level of endangered species benefits as the controversial 2018 proposal for the Bay Delta plan. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak West after this. When you work with Robo AgriFinance, you get the global knowledge and financial strength of one of the world's largest and most innovative food and ag lenders, tools essential to realizing your aspirations. Discover how an unmatched network of local and sector experts can help you confront agriculture's challenges and seize the opportunities that lie ahead. Learn more and contact us at www.roboag.com. Creating value, connecting vision, Robo AgriFinance. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak West. EPA makes case for environmental justice. There are growing concerns in some quarters of agriculture about the use of environmental justice concerns in regulating farmers. But a new document out of EPA says the agency has ample authority to take those concerns into account when evaluating the impacts of air, water, and land pollution. 
pesticide permitting and registration as well as Clean Water Act permitting are two areas where regulators could take cumulative impacts on communities with environmental justice concerns into account. That according to the addendum out of the EPA's Office of General Counsel. The document builds on EPA's release of a legal tools document in May which said the agency could use its authority to require permits from more animal feeding operations near EJ communities. Environmental groups petitioned EPA in October to require large concentrated animal feeding operations using wet manure management systems to apply for discharge permits. EPA described the document in a news release as, quote, the first ever collection of examples of the agency's legal authorities to identify and address cumulative impacts through a range of actions, including permitting, regulations, and grants in order to consider the lived experience of communities overburdened by pollution and advance environmental justice. By the way, at its annual meeting this week, the American Farm Bureau Federation adopted a position that agriculture should be exempt from environmental justice policies. This is going down the wrong path for agriculture by having these types of policies that affect how we farm and the things that we do, said Pennsylvania Farm Bureau President Chris Hoffman. He's a hog farmer. USDA will get to 22 disaster aid later. USDA needs to finish allocating disaster assistance for 2020 and 2021 before it starts offering payments for 2022 losses. That is the word from Zach Ducheneau, administrator of the Farm Service Agency. But he also told AgriPulse, quote, we will do our level best to get it out the door as efficiently and equitably as possible. The fiscal 23 omnibus funding package included $3.7 billion to cover 22 losses. He indicated that the department was likely to use the same emergency relief program framework that USDA created for the 2020 and 21 payments. When we were contemplating ERP, we were thinking of a process that we could continue to put assistance through, he said. House Aggies win coveted Ways and Means seats. Second-term GOP representatives Michelle Fishback of Minnesota, Randy Feenstra of Iowa, have been awarded seats on the powerful House Ways and Means Committee. That's the committee that oversees tax and trade policy. Fishback, that represents most of western Minnesota, unseated longtime House Ag Chairman Colin Peterson in 2020. He said, I look forward to working with my colleagues to fight for American agriculture and American families on this important committee. He, uh, Fishback, along with Feenstra, served on the House Ag in the last Congress. Feenstra represents most of western Iowa. By the way, USA Rice Federation says it has an ally for its farmers in new ways and means chairman Jason Smith, the Missouri Republican. Smith, quote, will be in a position to lead this committee to advocate for USA Rice on a global scale on the many trade issues we face. That the word of Zach Worrell, a Missouri rice farmer and member of the USA Rice International Trade Policy Committee. USA Rice Vice President of Policy and Government Affairs Peter Bachman says the group is hoping Smith will push the Biden administration to take action on India's impact on global rice markets. Supply chain issues easing for grocery shoppers. 
Household food spending has increased more than 15% over the past year, but much of the rise was in the first half of 2022. That according to the latest Consumer Food Insights report from Purdue University. Consumers reported spending an average of $121 a week on groceries in December, 65 a week on restaurants and other carryout meals. Food spending has remained relatively constant since May, the report notes. Now, take note, consumers have had fewer issues finding items uh, in stock at the grocery store. 14% of consumers dealing with out-of-stock items in December compared to 25% in January. Chicken was the most reported item that people were unable to find at the grocery store in 22. Co-author of the report, Sam Polson, said, given that we're in the middle of the deadliest bird flu outbreak, this is unsurprising. Finally, here's today's He Said It. That's a big part of who we are. That's Governor Newsom at a press conference in Santa Cruz referring to the state providing housing and health care to immigrants. The state Tuesday approved new house, uh, new housing in Watsonville for more than 400 farm workers and their family members. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, January 12th, brought to you by Bravo AgriFinance. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Nally.